You're listening to Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast number 92. Thomas Miller, thank you for joining us. I have a video over on the subconsciousmindmastery.com website that would be worth taking a look at. A friend of mine texted me the link to this and knew that I'd put the book out, and boy, is it a perfect fit. So I'd like you to take a look at the video in context because there are several key points in the video. They even talk about fear. It's about halfway in. And then right after that, they talk about people not wanting to do the work. And that's something that I've seen in my own experience. Now, you know how I came across this. Wasn't taught it in school didn't grow up with it in in my family at home, wasn't born into this culture. I had to find this later on in my life. And the video actually mentions that it's hard for us to do the work for ourselves. It's like it's saying that we want other people to do the work for us. And that was one of the things that I found is, you know, the consistency. I'm actually taking my own advice from the Fear Busters book. If you haven't picked up your copy, you can on Amazon and you can get the audiobook now on Audible. So excited to have both of those out. Working through the paperback, that should be out very soon, too. But one of the, well, I'm combining three of the 14 ways that I mention in the book. And I'm doing, I've committed to do 60 days where I am doing some specific affirmations. I'm doing them in the mirror and I'm scripting them. So I've committed to doing that for myself every day for 60 days. And I can already tell you just a few days in, about a weekend, the the difference in programming is amazing. Which begs the question, why haven't I been doing this all along? You know, why haven't I made the the hardcore commitment, if you will, the determined commitment? Why is it that we kind of have to be shaken into this? Because really the work is, is fun and it's productive and it's easy. So I'm doing specific affirmations around some things that I want to happen in my life. I'm looking at myself in the mirror when I do it. And then I'm scripting or journaling, if you will, but it's more scripting what I want as an outcome. Now, these are just three of the 14 ways that I mention in the Fear Busters book. And I'm not working on fear. I'm working on something else. And that's what I said in the last podcast is the book is universal. You can apply any kind of reprogramming you want. You can just use these tools. And how did I come up with the three? Well, I just came up with them because those three jumped out at me. Those were the three that were calling to me. And that's the cool thing about it is you might read through or listen through and hear something or see something that calls out to you. Well, go there. Do that one. If you get more than one, then put them together. Use them as a combination. Put them together as a package. I have a couple of unfulfilled miracles that I will tell you about when they fulfill. You know, that's kind of one of the one of the things is keep it secret. Don't go blabbing out when uh, the something happens. I had something take place and I wanted to call a friend of mine and and share what was going on. And I caught myself in the moment. I just thought, no, it's it's unfulfilled. It still is a possibility but it was something that was really cool. Make the call after it fulfills, not now. So something came up this week that really, really made me like spin on my heels, stop and think, analyze, where am I? What am I doing? Does this make sense? Are these really laws that fulfill? Or is this just some kind of new fluff fluff that came out of a movie called The Secret and now it's all just this lingo? It was related to a conversation of spiritual manifestation. And the text came back, life is not always spiritual lingo. In other words, unfulfilled desires, unfulfilled manifestations. It's saying life is more difficult than that. In other words, life can't be miraculous. And that really sunk in because, first of all, 
I received that text on a day that I had had about three of these miraculous appearances take place in my own life. So I get a text that says life is not all spiritual lingo, and yet my email had been blowing up that very day, and my phone had been ringing that very day with miraculous appearances. But it really made me stop and think. It made me, it made me consider, why is it happening in one place and maybe not happening in another? Because really, that's almost a cry out. It's almost saying, it doesn't work for me, at least not all the time. And I'll tell you, even as a story comes to mind as I'm thinking about this, I even manifested a parking spot the other night. I was driving around. Aspen is a very small town, and parking is often difficult, especially when the town starts to fill up. So I was attending this meeting that started during the Opry Ski Hour, the happy hour time, and a lot of the parking places were were taken up. So I'd driven around the block a couple of times, and I just realized in my own, I just thought, you're not applying your own stuff here. So I pulled over, literally pulled over to the side, and recentered and visualized a parking place on the street going into where the meeting was going to be held, pulled around the corner, and somebody was backing out. So that just made me realize it's not about spiritual lingo. I agree with my friend. It's about spiritual practice. These are laws of the universe that we have to align ourselves with, and it's very little to do with what we say and has everything to do with what we do. When I was driving around saying, oh, dang it, I can't get a parking place. Well, that's not aligning with these principles. That's not doing the work. That's not visualizing it. That's not seeing it in your mind. That's not setting an intention and then waiting until it fulfills. That's the other part that I've really learned. And I mean, just been drilling home these last several weeks is you create all of this and then you have to hold it as though it has taken place until it fulfills. And that's where most people fall down. That's where most of the process stops, like I would presume in this case. In those times when it doesn't happen instantly, like pulling around the corner, and we have to let the law of gender, remember, everything has a maturation period. Everything that we set our intention and our desire to do has a gestation period, just like everything else in the world that is born. And that's up to divine order. That is up to divine timing. That's not up to us. God Call it the universe, whatever you want. I'm just going to use the term God in honor of the majesty of this force, of this power, has an amazing uncanny ability to align things with precise synchronicity, to put you and me and the other objects of that fulfillment in the same place at the same time, every time. And I'm not minimizing the parking space example. I think that's a beautiful example. It's a practical example. It should be an encouraging example. I was encouraged when it happened. When I pulled around and that car was coming back after I had just aligned my intentions and set my desire and visualized the space coming up, that was really encouraging to me. But that's just a little microcosm of an example of what can happen over the entire course of our lives if we will apply these principles and if we will do the work. So the video that I pointed you to at the beginning of the show makes an excellent point that often people don't want to do the work. How many times have you heard me talk about that? We have the drive-through mentality. We want it now. And the thing is, when things don't happen, check your processes. Have you created the intention? Can you see it in your mind? Have you painted a vivid picture full of emotion so that you can feel what it's going to be like when it fulfills? And then a new word to add to the process that I haven't talked about on here because I just came across it this week. 
I was going through some material by Neville Goddard. He wrote in the last century, oh, the 1940s into the 1970s, I believe. Wow, what a depth of insight that man had. And one of the words that he uses is assumptions. And I thought this was so good. Boy, did it ever put another, shed another light on this. But his word was assumption. And it was in the context of what do you assume to be true? So what has your belief system created about this particular thing that you're trying to manifest? So for my friend who said life is not always spiritual lingo, there's an assumption behind that, that sometimes things don't fulfill. Well, guess what? Things will show up in our life according to our assumptions. I love the way that that just feels. I love the way that that resonates. I love the visual that I get from that. So I spent several hours after hearing this material from Neville analyzing my own assumptions and fully realizing that I had my own blocks in place. I had some assumptions, and each one of them could actually be traced back to prior experiences. So there's the programming thing again, all based on the past, right? In fact, one of the things that came up and that was very clear to me was an assumption that I had in place about the sales of this book that I just released. And it was not in alignment with what I choose. So I went to work on changing that assumption. So just use the word assumption, try it on, and use it as a synonym, if you will, to belief system. Or conviction might be another way to put it. But what do you assume to be true in a given situation? Some examples. Do you assume the relationship will fail? Do you assume the money will take wings? Do you assume the doctor report will be bad? Or do you assume that the boss will ultimately terminate you? See, these can be underlying. They can be down in there. They can be festering below. And then once things fulfill, as your assumption presumes they will, duh, then we say, see, this stuff doesn't work. It wasn't about the stuff. It was that you didn't go down a layer deep enough to get to the assumption. But boy, those underlying assumptions can be deadly to what you want to try to do cognitively up on the surface. Those are the things that we talk about. That's like the bridge keeper. It's those below-the-surface assumptions. It's those below-the-surface beliefs that we have seared into our subconscious that blocks what we're trying to do, flat-out blocks it. And as that little video, that six-minute video that I pointed you to at the beginning of the podcast indicates, that's where people get stuck. And I pointed out very clearly in my book, this takes work. It takes work to analyze these things. It takes work to dig them out, to identify them. And then, like I'm in the middle of what I decided would be a 60-day program, it takes time to reprogram them. This is why I'm so excited about having stumbled onto this, really, in that year in the RV and realizing just what a tremendous impact this could have in people's lives if this message could be communicated, that you can dig deep enough down, you can get to the root of these things, and they can be changed. And when they change, the whole outcome of your life literally just shifts. And then as people are around you telling you it doesn't work, your phone's ringing and your email's going off. And you're kind of looking around going, yeah, it works. And it's really pretty cool. Fred calls it living the life of the magician. So listen, this is going to be cut a little bit shorter than most because I would like for you to watch that video. I think it's highly impactive and it really underscores not only this, but it underscores what I was talking about in the book as well, Fear Busters. So I about fell out when fear was right there in the middle section of the whole video. Thought that was pretty cool. So a couple of housekeeping things. I'm working on a Fear Busters workshop now. We're going to put that together and uh, launch that. Get some speaking engagements booked. 
also starting on a new project that I think will be very exciting, especially if you want some tools of engagement in your hands every day. So I'm putting that together and I'll be back in touch with more information on that as it unfolds. A lot will be done on that this week. And then I've had some emails from several of you asking about Sedona. So here we are, basically the end of February, 1st of March. And technically, we are full. And the reason is the hotel is getting short on rooms. Now, we're trying to finagle a couple of things around and maybe get some rooms that are in a little bit of a different section of the hotel. But at least you could be in the building and participate. And yes, we are building a waiting list. So those are kind of the criteria right now. So if you are interested and would like to be on the waiting list, same thing as before, just send me an email to thomas at subconsciousmindmastery.com or you can go through the contact box at sedona2016.com. I can send you the information, but basically right now we just say we'll put you on the waiting list and Daniel and Leslie and I are kind of continuing to massage and go through this and we'll see what we can possibly do to incorporate you and get you in so that the logistics make sense. But there are a couple of other ways that we could work it out. So if you really badly want to go, then I'll look outside the box, something that I'm pretty good at, and we'll try to figure out a way. Okay, fair deal. All right, Thomas at subconsciousmindmastery.com or the website sedona2016.com. Listen, what I hope for you between now and next time we get together is really spend some time thinking about assumptions. Think about what is down deep in there that you assume to be the outcome and that that is actually driving your intentions more than all this work that you've been doing that you think was changing things, but yet there's still some stuff under the surface that needs to be addressed. Spend some time with that. Definitely journal it, and we'll talk about this some more in the future for sure, because this was really a big lights-on week for me, and I'd like to thank my friend who at some point may listen to this podcast, because that statement really shifted so much in my own life, and that's the way miracles work. Until next time, enjoy the journey. I'm Thomas Miller. Thank you for listening to Podcast 92 of SubconsciousMindMastery.com. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.